You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And hello again, Real Presence Live listeners. Nick Bedelsky, uh, as I said before the break, uh, here at St. James Coffee in wonderful Rochester. Uh, having a great time at St. James Coffee. And as I mentioned before the break, uh, my next guests are Secular Carmelites, so speaking about that uh, particular vocation within the church. And it's my pleasure to welcome Marie Goyle and uh, Marilyn Baker. So welcome to the show. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Praise God you have us here today. Absolutely. So... Um, I'll ask both of you, and I guess we can have Marie go first, but uh, just introduce yourselves, a little bit about yourself. Okay. My name is Marie Teresa Goyle. I'm the directress of the St. Joseph Lake Carmelite Community here in Rochester, and I've been directress for, since 2020. I um, just uh, would like to welcome everyone, so I don't forget, we <laughs> are having a come and see in October 1st, Therese of Lisieux's feast day. November 5th and December 3rd here in Rochester. We have any, we have an open situation where anyone can come in and pray with us and see if they have a call to Carmel. Well, fantastic. And uh, Marilyn? Well, hi, I'm Marilyn Baker. I am a newly temporary professed Lake Carmelite, and that means I've had three years of formation and another three before I'll have my final profession, and I love being a Lake Carmelite. Very cool. Very cool. So, um, I guess uh, the next logical question would be, uh, what? Uh, well, I guess we can. There's a few different directions we can go. I guess I could say, it was, what first attracted you to Carmelite spirituality? I we're, I was just talking with Marilyn before we came on the air. I was called to Carmel as my baptismal call. I didn't know that. I I live my life praying, praying a lot, praying as much as what I would do now. And I didn't know that this Carmelite charism existed, really. And then I had a few um, opportunities given to me to join the Carmelites in Rochester and just see if I had this call. And right away I knew. As soon as I got in and I started praying morning prayer with our community, I felt the Holy Spirit. I knew that this was my call. Now, before my confirmation saint was St. Therese of Lisieux, mm. and before that, I just always liked prayer and gardens and just lived that kind of a life of the um, more of an um, introspective type life. And I knew, though, that when I finally made it, when some people approached me that were late Carmelites in a community group, and they said, Marie, we think you are a Carmelite. And so that's mm. how it started. And I said, okay, I'll come and see if I am. <laughs> and I was. Must have worked out, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Marilyn? Um, well, I really didn't know anything about Carmelites. Um, that was missed in my formation as a Catholic. And I had decided to uh, make a commitment to adoration every Saturday morning, 8 to 9 at Resurrection. Mm. And every so often, I'd see all these people in the church praying, and I knew several mm -hmm. of them, and I said, what are you guys doing? And they said, oh, come in, come in. And so they offered that to me several oh. times, and finally I went once, and I'm like, oh, I like this kind of <laughs> prayer. This is a beautiful, deep prayer, and that's what started for oh, me. And I saw, I would come in right after you at 
Eucharistic Adoration in Maryland. And I saw you smile in your joy, and I thought, she's a Carmelite. She doesn't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very cool. You know, I've, I've uh, shared on air before I've spoken. I'm a secular Franciscan, so I've shared kind of about that charism on air before. And it is one of those things where, like you say, um, either someone notices the charism is sort of already present in you, right? It's yes. more of a yes. more of a question of Amen. going through the steps and formalizing mm-hmm. the... <laughs> <laughs> Those sorts of things, yes. uh, but it's but it's already there. It's not uh, something tacked on. So, very cool, very yeah. cool. So, um, people might be familiar. You know, we were t- speaking about Saint Therese with Carmelite mm-hmm. nuns, or you know, Carmelite friars are a little rarer, but mm-hmm. uh, might be familiar with those. Uh, what uh, what makes the secular Carmelites unique, and how is that tied into the whole mm-hmm. big Carmelite family? We're the third order. That third order doesn't mean we're the last on a. on a numerical order. The first order is the brothers, and they they began in the Holy Land, and the hermits, and then they became a mendicant order, and then later on, the nuns, the second order, and then the third order. So the third order was formalized more like in the 1400s. So the third order isn't necessarily, as you know, as a secular right, Franciscan, right. you know that we're not below, right. but we're just in the world. We are order of the Carmelites, but we are the third, the third one that was established. So it's kind of like different faces of the charism and yes. different situations yes. of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the Carmelite charism, at least in my mind, and I think a lot of people's minds, is tied to sort of contemplation mm-hmm. and uh, being out of the world sort of. How does that tie in? How is that lived? I, I feel like that's even more radically lived uh, for Third Order Carmelites than it is, you know, for Third Order Franciscans, it's it's common to see friars, brothers out in the world, and even sisters like here in Rochester, right, uh, mm-hmm. running the hospitals and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's more common. Carmelites we usually think of as more cloistered and, and off uh, from the main center of, uh, you know, removed from the world, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think we have a Carmelite monastery somewhere here in the diocese, uh, even. St. Mary the Hermits near Houston, Minnesota. Soda. Right, exactly, mm-hmm. which is, you know, geographically removed from most of the mm-hmm. population as well as, you know, cloistered. So I, I, would, I would think that the Third Order really has uh, a very radical way of living out that Carmelite mm-hmm. vocation. Could, so could you kind of describe that? Is it okay? Okay, I'll go. <laughs> I, it's an intense life of prayer. How do we do that? We fit that in. We do morning, evening, and night prayer with the Liturgy of the Hours, with the church. We pray Alexio Divina every day. We study the Holy Scripture, and then we also have um, readings that we do, holy readings. So we have a life that's structured, but we have to attend because we're secular. We attend to our families and the needs. For instance, I substitute teach at Leward High School. So when I go to Leward High School, where does morning prayer occur? It occurs in the chapel there. Hmm. So I bring my morning prayer to the chapel at Leward. I think we are just setting the fire uh, everywhere we go. Don't you think, Marilyn? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's um, good to clarify. When I was studying for my formation with Carmelites, all my friends were like, you're going to be a nun. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> right. I'm going to stay who I am in the lay world, in mm-hmm. the secular world, but with such a deeper prayer life. Mm-hmm. And um, I think with the... Um, profession, the temporary profession, somebody said, what did you feel? And I said, just a deeper joy. Mm. And they're like, I can see that in you. And I was like, wow. But it's it's just an exciting uh, 
mm-hmm. deeper prayer that we're able to have mm-hmm. with our God, the Father, Son, and Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, mm-hmm. and our wonderful saints of Carmel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like we said, you know, sort of it, it, that charism was already present, mm-hmm. and just participating in a more s- structured way of living mm-hmm. that out, I think, mm-hmm. is probably a yes. Our formation is, you know, we. I've been uh, formed six years before I became finally professed. Mm-hmm. We took our professions, Maryland temporary professed, and I took my final profession September tenth this year. And so we're just coming off. Of, mm-hmm. We're still in joy. We're mm-hmm. still celebrating that in our hearts <laughs> mm-hmm. because that's just that giving that promise. My my final profession is a promise until death mm-hmm. to the order of the brothers and sisters of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. And to me, that is is such a blessing. And I was invited today to speak with you, Nick. And today's my birthday. Oh, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Does, is that something that that's God arranged? Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> this is mm-hmm. for certain. So. Absolutely. So um, kind of a little more on the uh, the practical level. How is the uh, the secular order organized, I guess you could say? Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for for brothers and nuns, they have a monastery they're attached to or a specific house or mm-hmm. whatever. How mm-hmm. does that work for secular Carmelites? Mm-hmm. In our region, we have... Uh, we have four um, different communities, and we are organized under the most pure heart of Mary um, in Darien, Illinois. So we follow their um, local statutes, and so then we, this region that we're in, I happen to be the regional formation coordinator also, mm. so I, I'm able to go and visit these our different communities, Winona and Rochester, Oatana and Laverne all the way across the bottom, southern Minnesota. So this, we just, uh, we are organized so that someone like me, who's the regional formation court, will be able to visit these communities and make sure everyone's following the statutes. So that's how we do it. We organize ourselves like that. And then beyond that, of course, it's all the way to Rome. Yeah. Right, so, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. So, so there are. Uh, you said four groups mm-hmm. just within mm-hmm. this diocese. Of I know there's mm-hmm. there's also across um, across the state and across yes. our listening area. Yes. I'm sure there's yes. all kinds of groups. So. We actually our region got extended a little bit because we needed a formation coordinator up there. So, I also visit Hastings and St. Paul area too. Very cool, very cool. Well, we'll talk uh, talk more about kind of the Carmelite spirituality a little bit after the break. Uh, if you're just tuning in, Nick Modelski here at St. James Coffee in Rochester, Minnesota, speaking with Marie Goyle and uh, Marilyn Baker about the secular Carmelites here in Rochester and actually secular Carmelites as a whole. Stay tuned. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. 
In addition to eye exams for children and adults, Lumen Vision provides custom contact lens services for patients with keratoconus, severe dry eyes, and hard-to-fit prescriptions. These specialty contact lenses can be made for single vision, astigmatism, and multifocal prescriptions. For more information about Lumen Vision's contact lens services, our website is www.lumen.vision. The new evangelization calls for the church to bring the message of the gospel to people in new and sometimes innovative ways. And I think Real Presence Radio has done a great job at doing that, whether it be from people who work in places where they have to stand up for their faith or teaching them about the faith and sharing their stories. I think it's incredible the way that it can connect the gospel, connect the church's teaching to people's everyday lives. Um, I know there are a lot of things that I learned throughout my time in seminary and theology classes that sometimes my dad will say, and I say, how did you learn that? (laughs) He'll say, I heard it on Real Presence Radio uh, on the way home from work. And so I think it does a great job, but it doesn't run on its own. Um, It's really only thanks to the generous benefactors and supporters that there are. So I encourage you, if you're able, to make some sort of donation, especially if Real Presence Radio has been helpful to you or to someone that you know. God bless you. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And hello again, Real Presence Live listeners. Nick Bedelsky here at St. James Coffee, again with Marie Goyle and Marilyn Baker, speaking about the secular Carmelites, the uh, St. Joseph community yes, here in yes, town. Correct. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and would you mind sharing, and we'll share now and then again at the end, but uh, when you guys meet and we meet, speaking about those Yes, comments, thank you so much for reminding me. We meet at the Co-Cathedral here in Rochester, the Co-Cathedral of St. John the Evangelist. We meet at First Saturdays. So we have a come and see. So we're expecting to have people there that have never seen our community come, and we're welcoming you, welcoming you October 1st at 9.15, November 3rd. 5th at 9.15 and December 3rd at 9.15. Many of us go to Holy Mass at St. Pius X first at 8 and then we go to our meeting. Very cool, mm-hmm. very cool. So what uh, could you explain sort of what a, what a secular Carmelite meeting looks like? Mm-hmm. Do you want to explain that, Marilyn, or should I? Oh, sure. Um, it is mostly prayer. We begin um, with our morning prayer and um, Everyone follows in together, and you would be sharing um, that book, so you would have information on how to say that prayer. And then we do a um, little social time, as well as we have formation. Right now, we are um, Mm -hmm. reading stanzas in St. John, uh, the Collected Works of St. John of the Cross. Mm -hmm. In the Spiritual Canticle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're almost finished. Yes, beautiful. And the Very next, deep. right? And the next book we're studying is Saint Elizabeth of the Trinity. Oh, very cool! Very mm-hmm. cool. We haven't studied her yet. Mm-hmm. We're studying her letters. We're starting that next after Saint John of the Cross. Very fantastic, and it's it's always a uh, ongoing formation. Always learning more. Always going deeper. Right? It, correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> Lost my thought there for a second. Um, so, so does uh, is there any sort of um, requirements before you before mm-hmm. you can consider mm-hmm. entering? 
Right. So we ask that our, you are from the ages of 18 to 69. We ask that you are involved in an, an active member of your Catholic community because there is a form we have people fill out that describes your act, your activity in your Catholic community, and we ask that your priest sign that so that we just have a the bare minimal there of what that is. And then after that, we just have you come. And then we, when we start our next new formation group, probably next year in January, we'll have a formal beginning to that. And then we have two hours of outside of our community. We meet two hours a month here at St. James, very gracious of St. James Coffee to open up to us on Sundays when they're not open. And we study here two hours Marilyn, go ahead. You can describe what that's like. You just finished doing that oh, with sure. us. Um, the first year, there is a formation book that you're learning about what is Carmel. Oh, sorry. The first year, you have a formation book, and you're learning about what Carmel is. And the second and third year, um, we study the book Climbing the Mountain, so it's understanding even deeper the history and present-day of Carmel, as well as all the wonderful saints of Carmel. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So um, I could see maybe someone listening at home who might say, well, that sounds good, but why couldn't I just read these books by the Carmelite saints by myself? Why couldn't I just find an online mm-hmm. uh, study? Mm-hmm. What's what's sort of the, the difference between, say, you know, living personally living out a Carmelite charism um, and studying the Carmelite spirituality and things like that versus actually becoming a secular Carmelite. There's so much more. And I did read. I had read Teresa of Avila, the interior castle, things like that before I was involved in the Carmelite. So, yes, the community, we help each other. We, we are able to pray together in a community. The voices of our prayers are... It's just immense what we can do together. We serve. Part of our charism is service. Our charism is prayer, community, and service. So we serve at the Dorothy Day House. Mm. We serve um, uh, other communities that need our help. We give money. We, have, we sent money to Poland to the Ukrainian Carmelites mm-hmm. because we couldn't get it into Ukraine. Right. You know. So... We, it's there's more we can do more together Mm. yeah i would say and i I would also say if i was studying this alone i wouldn't have had the discipline to do Mm. it myself to learn it and also i look at the people that were in my formation class we came from very different backgrounds and i learned so much about their understanding and it 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 gave my understanding greater greater wealth Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I can speak to that from my experience in formation as a secular Franciscan and, and being one now going forward, too, is just the different perspectives you can pull on. Pull mm-hmm. on. And like you said, we're stronger together, mm-hmm. you know, and very much leaning on each other and, and learning. People who people who have been there before and being able to help people who will be there, um, it's just mm-hmm. a great uh, community that way. Uh, and secular Carmelites are open to... Men, women, yes. married, single, yes. whatever, right? Mm-hmm. As long as exactly. as long as you're not currently in a religious order, right? Um. Right. You, <laughs> if you are a Franciscan, you know that we don't have two double orders, right? Right. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Right. Exactly. So I, I think you would, you drive yourself nuts. No, you could do, do it. <laughs> it's it's a lot you, you can be a deacon or a priest. Oh yes, and, you can follow right. that order. Be, yes, uh, Carmelite. Mm-hmm. Carmelite. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you're not a a, a brother in a religious order mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, then you can absolutely yes. be a secular Carmelite as well. In fact, I knew, I think um, Father Kazel up in yes. Pine Island. Mm-hmm. He's a secular Carmelite. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, we do have priests that are secular Carmelites as well, but it's open to everyone in all walks of life, which is actually super cool um, to be able to see that charism lived out in a hundred different ways, um, which is just uh, the coolest thing about the secular religious orders. I can't, uh, can't boost them enough. You know, it's just these charisms that you read about in books and you read about saints like Teresa of Avila, uh, Therese of Lisieux, mm-hmm. and you're like, wow, that's really cool. I could never do that. Right. But then there are people around you who are doing that yes. in a different way. Yes. You know, it's the same charism, just lived out differently, which I find so fascinating. Yes. Yes. Well, and I think when um, I was beginning formation, you know, you're asked the question, why do you want to do this? And I just was, I want to understand and love God more. And it's like that prayer was answered. There you go. In, in this formation. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how is this um, different? And I think this is another important thing to explain about secular religious orders. How is this different from just like a Carmelite fan club? You know, mm-hmm. like you could start a Carmelite oh. reading group at your parish or something like that, but mm-hmm. this is different from that. Right. This is not order. We, we are in the order. We are actually, you know, participating in the order of the Brothers of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Also, there is an association of people that to that wear the brown scapular, and we enrolled people last summer here at mm-hmm. St. James. We enrolled about t- 12 people. Mm. And so you can have, there's just, it's just a little branch of our Carmelite charism to wear the brown scapular. And there are certain things that you do with that, too, and certain understandings that you have. So we taught about that. We, we as late Carmelites, are, as Carmelites, we are the main catechetical teachers of the brown scapular. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, because secular religious, uh, because we come from all walks of life, we can be a lot of places that, you know, uh, the the religious can't, right? Yes. You know, the the brothers mm-hmm. and the sisters, they can't necessarily be there, but we're, we're still there. We're still the presence around <laughs> the church. Even if the first or second order isn't present there mm-hmm. uh, close, we can still bring that charism out and witness to it. Mm-hmm. We have beautiful place at the Annunciation Hermitage here in Austin, Minnesota, where we have retreats, usually once a year, during COVID, we didn't have it, but once a year during Our Lady Mount Carmel in July, we would have a retreat. And so the Carmelite brothers there, Father John, our, Father John leads that. And so we, yes, we're strengthened by each other mm. in the order, but there's only two or three of them. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what, uh, what sort of uh, requirements are there for as far as when you're a secular Carmelite, what do you have to do? If you, if that make right. that question makes sense, it sounds kind of weird to okay. ask it that way. But no, I understand, Marilyn. You help me fill in if I forgot which okay. one. We do 30 minutes of Lexio Divina a day. We have to. What's, per- uh, what's Lexio? Oh, Divina? Lexio Divina is studying familiar. the Scripture. Mostly, we use the Gospel of the day. We study that. We read through it three times. We pray. So that's we're studying the Word of God. We pray morning, evening, and night prayer. Liturgy of the Hours with the church. We uh, meet in community once a month. We we serve 
in different places. And am I forgetting one, Marilyn? I think that's for, and and during the formation, you would have your two hours per month formation class as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely, and and show up to the meetings. <laughs> yes, we do take attendance, yes. But <laughs> when you're first starting and you're just watching and coming and seeing like these open times, you don't have to worry. We won't be taking attendance on you. And that's that's something you can you can work up to, that uh, that liturgy yes. of the hours and everything. That's not something where, you know, when, <laughs> when they show up to one of these come and sees, you're no. not going to be like, okay, no. show me. We'll give, yeah, you yeah, one, yeah. we'll give you someone to follow, and you'll follow. Uh, Carmelites are so happy to share how to pray with each other. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we're kind of coming up on the end of our time together, and I know you wanted to share uh, share some okay. uh, words yeah. from St. Therese. I asked Nick, because it was my birthday, if I could read uh, from my favorite saint whose feast day is coming on October 1st. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. My song for today. Oh, how I love you, Jesus. To you my heart aspires. For this one day only, oh, be my tender stay. Come reign within my heart. Smile lovingly on me, if only for today. Thank you so much for those beautiful words and for coming on this morning. Again, the uh, Secular Carmelites of St. Joseph Community meets at the Co-Cathedral of St. John. Thank you. Uh, could you uh, share those dates again that you'll be having to come and see? October 1st, November 5th, December 3rd. And that's at 9.15 in the morning, right? Correct. At St. John's Co-Cathedral here in town in Rochester. Stay tuned here on Real Presence Live.